and welcome to Backing Paper for another week. It's Sunday evening here in the UK and I'm here with my favouritest person, Rachel. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm back from my little trip uh, up to the lakes, which was really nice. Um, went away for uh, just literally like a weekend uh, for our wedding anniversary. So it was, it was lovely to go and have a change of scenery and see the rain from a different window. <laughs> <laughs> Does Lake District rain look different from Liverpool rain? No, but um, I could see it bouncing off the lake, so that was impressive, yeah. as opposed to the Mersey. <laughs> that's something, that's something at least. Did you get any nice weather whilst you were up there at all? We did, actually. Uh, yeah, we, we had a, a nice sort of autumnal day um, on the, I think it was on the Saturday, actually, and managed to get into Kendall, which I I don't think I've been to before, maybe very briefly on sort of like pass through. Um, and uh, that was really lovely because I, I uh, we, we happened to stumble across a comic art fair that was um sort of like happening this sort of like really big event that we didn't know was going to be happening and um yeah got to go and see some um hellboy artwork in the gallery and the artist who drawn it and it was lovely actually really nice to sort of like go and see all these kind of like random bits of comic art in the shop windows and things it was like a whole trail around the town and stuff so that was lovely and um yeah just generally enjoyed walking in the rain to the local pub and having a little drink and um and yeah sort of uh seeing seeing the ducks on the on windermere lake it was great so, that sounds yeah, lots of fun. did you manage <laughs> to get adam out of the comic uh exhibition without him parting with some of his money <laughs> he did actually i did i did a pretty good job i think well i done. was the one that ended up spending money <laughs> <laughs> oops uh never mind uh yeah there was some fantastic stuff and i think Again, with anything like that, it's just it's lovely to sort of see the stuff that you don't you don't find on Amazon, you don't find you know in the sort of like major book bookstores. You're actually supporting and talking to real independent artists and writers, and you know I think there's always it's always good to be able to support independent. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. So good. Um, uh, yeah, I did actually because uh, you were going to ask. I think about uh, whether I've been out. And about shooting as well, of course. I was. I like the fact you answered the question uh, very much as if I had just asked it. Like, <laughs> I, there wasn't some weird editing glitch there, but carry on, Rach. <laughs> That's true, there wasn't. Um, it, it was just because we talked about this before we press record, that was all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did actually get to... Um, I, I didn't get to shoot a lot, unfortunately, uh, but I did decide to take a camera that I hadn't used before, really, with me, uh, one that I realised I wasn't giving a lot of love to, unfortunately, and um, and I took the Canonette that you gave me very kindly last year. Was it for Christmas or my birthday? Yeah, one of the two. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's only a couple of weeks till till my birthday again, Graham. Yeah. So oh, God damn <laughs> I'm glad. It. I'm glad yeah. that I know it comes out every year. <laughs> I know, relentless. Uh, um, but yeah, so I was really pleased to be able to take that because I did think, oh, should I take my, you know, my my usual trusty uh, cameras, you know, the ones that you always reach for, you end up sort of like knee-jerk reaction, don't you? And you go for those. And, yeah. uh, and I thought, no, I'm going to stop myself this time and I'm actually going to, you know, make a decision based on the fact that this isn't, you know, a shoot for work. It's not particularly, you know, for for anything that 
um, is for a client that I know has to be super reliable or that I need to know inside out as a camera or anything like that. So I was like, actually, this is a nice opportunity. A bit like if you get to go for a photo walk. It's been ages since I've actually just gone for like a photo walk. But that kind of thing where you get to try out, you know, other cameras that sit on the shelf or that don't get to use very often um, and be a bit, bit more experimental. You know, after we were talking to Leah um, the other week about... Uh, about um, being experimental or being focused and things. And uh, we also talked about, you know, using different cameras and different film stocks and things as well um, and how that can be an element of that too. Um, so I thought well, it would be nice to try try something different. And obviously the cabinet is quite different because it winds on at the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's a rangefinder, obviously, that I haven't really... Um, shot a lot with um, and like I remember you saying to me at the time you know you haven't really used many of these obviously I've got my XA and stuff but it's it's worth doing that you know before going down the route of getting getting other ones of that other cameras of that type just to try it out and see if you get on with it because obviously like some people don't um, I I think Aid doesn't really enjoy using those and things as well but I I found it it was quite nice obviously I was a lot slower than usual um shooting with it but that's okay you know um it was nice to to, to not be rushing around like i usually do and actually yeah. just sort of enjoy it and take take my time over it um and in the end because i wasn't sure about the um light meter um and whether that was going to work properly or not it didn't seem to be doing anything yeah <laughs> um i thought i'll just i'll just measure it manually expose manually sort of thing and uh, and see see if i get something from it so I haven't quite finished the roll. It was only a 24 roll as well. I thought I'll put in a very short roll so uh, I can try and blast through it. But um, like I say, it did chuck it down um, most of the time, unfortunately. So um, I've got like three or four frames left to shoot. So I just need to get them done and put it in the lab and, and have a look and see if anything's come out. <laughs> I'm sure something What were you shooting in it? Uh, oh, what did I put in it, actually? Oh, I think it was... Um, a roll of um, oh Sol- Solaris is it? Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, I think it was that. I think that's what I put in it. That'd be nice. That'd be I nice. will find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I finish adventure. the roll, and, yeah, take it out. Yeah. How? So, yeah. Did, how did you find using it? Because it's quite. Um, it's not a small camera. The um, no. The because it's the one point nine, isn't it? That one, I think. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's so, forty-five mil lens. And, yeah. yeah. And that's, so that's a, a, one of the older Canonets from the 1960s. So it is bigger. Mm. I think a lot of people think of it instantly of the um, the Canonet QL3 G3 or whatever it is, the 171, which Ooh. came along um, uh, quite a bit later and is quite a small camera. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, it, it is a bigger camera. And as you said, it's yes. the wind-on mechanism is at the bottom of it. And... And the, the the light meter, it's got a selenium light meter, so you know at this yeah. point you, you just don't know how <laughs> likely that is to work. But yeah. how I mean, how did you find the handling in general of it? Oh, it was good. Once I kind of yeah, I think it's just practice with something like that because obviously mm. it's very it's different from what I'm used to. So um, you know, I would I would go to um, take the um, shot and then wind on, and we'd be like, oh no, it's underneath, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I actually ended up taking the the front kind of like cover off most of the time and then in between taking shots just sort of like putting it under my coat so that the light meter if it, if it is still 
has anything left. <laughs> At least it wasn't sort of out in bright sunshine mm. the whole time. Um, but just because I found that obviously much easier to to then um, be able to use. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would just take a bit longer to get used to it. But I actually quite quite like it because um, normally I'm more for the the smaller bodies, the smaller cameras. You know, I like to feel a bit more nimble with mm. them. Um, and I'm so used to always ending up with like bad shoulders, neck, back, all of that, you know, from carrying so many cameras. Mm. Um, but I think because I very specifically decided this time that we were literally going for a weekend, you know, um, I was like, I'm not going to take more than one camera. I'm just literally going to take one camera. So that was the only one I took. Um, so it was kind of like, it actually didn't matter that it was a, a little bit bigger. I just wore it as sort of like an extra bag almost. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so for that, it was fine. It's not one that I would want to lug around if I knew that I had two or three other cameras yeah. you know, with me. <laughs> because then I don't think I would use it as as much and it would just add weight if you know what i mean yeah so, yeah yeah it's one of those i just need to practice a bit more i think and uh to, to kind of like get more au fait with how it how it works how it shoots yeah, yeah. and 45 mil is a, it's a nice focal length um mm. you know it's a nice like very slightly wide standard it's yeah that's good. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing the results from that, Rach. I think it's, yeah, uh, thank it's, you very much. Sense. Just in general. Yeah, it was it was nice to try something that was a bit of a different experience for me. So yeah. that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got out and took a few pictures mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, Hooray! So following on Tell from... Tell us com- about that, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so there's kind of two parts to this. So, um, following Did you go on from- out and get drunk? Uh, no, I didn't. I did go out. <laughs> I did not get drunk because, as I, I probably made quite clear on the um, show last week, I just don't have that in me anymore. The fear of a hangover <laughs> the next day uh, it just absolutely terrifies me because I feel awful. Um, but anyway, I went out, had a few drinks, and I did take a camera out with me um, because in case things did go sideways, which has happened in the past, mm-hmm. uh, I took out a camera which I'm not particularly attached to or indeed at all attached to. It's a Casina um, I think it's a CT. I'm just looking around, I can't see it right in front of me now. It is a Casina fully manual camera. Um, mm. uh, nothing fancy at all. Um, it's got a nice enough Point little. And shoot, uh, then? No, no, it's it is a, an SLR. Um, okay. Uh, little black SLR. Um, and it's got a meter in it, which is good. So you well, that's handy. the plus minus, and um, that works well. And it came with a. Um, 1.7 uh, i think it's pentax lens on it so that was great I thought okay this is quite compact it's black so you know great for going out goes with the mm-hmm. outfit um <laughs> very important and more importantly i was able to do the thing of pushing the button in the bottom and, and winding the um uh cocking lever on so that i could oh, cock yes. the shutter and not wind on the film and to do some. I heard about this as yeah, as like the option. Um, was it back in paper or on the show? That was on the week? show you, last week with yes, David Allen. Yeah, you, you were t- chatting to David, weren't you? Yes, about about how to do that. So that worked okay then. Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, at least in, the technique in theory has been done. Uh, whether it's worked <laughs> okay, pfft. you haven't um, processed it yet. Then no, very much no. So I mean, there are a few things. The first thing is. Um, it's very hard to override that part of your brain that just takes a picture and winds on instantly. <laughs> like, no, God! So that happened a few <laughs> times. Um, and it is a bit of a... I did find that I was having to keep my finger on... So 
hold the like, keep the tension on the film so wind it back a bit so there's not any loose stuff in there for it to wind on put my thumb on the bottom to release the um film wind on part and then wind on the thing and do all of these things did require a bit of dexterity um and i think if i'd had many more drinks that would have gone so far out of the window well there um, was a, a point wasn't there in one of the conversations that you had where we were talking about you know, if you get to drink six and drink seven, and you just you just add on a hundred ISO or something, I I couldn't keep up. I'm afraid. It, it went whoosh over my head. Yeah, it was all a bit. <laughs> and I was um, like, poor Graham, he's going to be in the ditch by the time we finished that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think the best I can say is that I have probably taken, um, let's say. Uh, half of the pictures on the roll of film, and I've shot at least thirty-six exposures um, oh, over them. So there's some doubling yeah. up going there. I'm sure that uh, good, goodness only knows what the registration of the frames is going to be like, and all of that. And <laughs> um, and because the evening ended up being a calmer evening than it has been in the past, the subject matter also wasn't terribly exciting. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, huh. I, I gave it a go. I, I, the casino. One thing that I found quite frustrating about it is that um, to use the meter and to shoot, you need to have the um, shutter winder back just a little bit from the... Um, it, it, when it's pushed fully in, like up to the body, then that locks the shutter and stops the meter from working. And I just found it a bit awkward to get it just far enough back, I suppose particularly as I didn't want to wind it on, just far enough back to mean that I could use the shutter and meter without starting to wind it on again that's a bit frustrating but um, ah. but there you go uh and then today mm-hmm. i had the pleasure of catching up with uh our good friends <laughs> a good friend uh jeremy north and simon forster because i was in cheltenham going out last night yeah, it was two photographic um forays out this weekend then gosh you? yes absolutely because jeremy lives in cheltenham so I thought, well i'm going to be there anyway so we'd love to catch up and we managed to persuade simon to come down as well and just go for a walk around cheltenham and the idea was to try and take some photos obviously uh it was quite mm-hmm. a gray day not mm-hmm. many photos ended up getting taken quite a lot of nice food got ate, though and conversations had so that works for mm. me yeah um, i think that's that was similar to my weekend in the lakes you know it was like actually it was just nice to eat some nice food and have some nice drinks and and nice chats photos less <laughs> less successful probably but it doesn't matter because it's about the experience of going and doing it right and if you yeah. have a lovely time today then that's yeah, it was thing. good i um i started off very optimistically so i took i also didn't take a load of cameras i was quite sensible i only took two cameras with me as, as well yeah, so I had the proud of you. thank you <laughs> so i took um my fed two Oh, yeah. And uh, the Bronica. That came from Jeremy, didn't it? That did come from Jeremy. I thought, oh, this is another good opportunity to go and do some street stuff. So, so mm-hmm. I got the Fed Bronica. 2 and, um, and I loaded the Fed 2 with Ectochrome. Uh, mm. So the Fed 2 did not get used at all because it very quickly became apparent that it was not mm. a Ectochrome sort of day. It was just far too dull and grey. And I could have shot it, but there was, because of the lack of light, it would just have been yeah. a real waste of Ectochrome. Um, yeah. So that went back in the bag. Uh, I took a few pictures on the Bronica because um, I, I had some faster film in that. I had one back with Portra 400 in uh, and I loaded up another back with um, Berger 400, uh, which I bought a little while ago from Analog Wonderland and thought, oh, I must get around to trying this out. So um, in the end, I went for the um, black and white film because I said the lack of light just meant there wasn't much going on. I took a few pictures, maybe mm-hmm. three or four, um, uh, but it was it was just nice to get out with the Bronica again. I haven't shot with that 
since early in the year and it's nice yeah, to be reminded of why I enjoy using it. So um Yeah. But a bit of a heavy That's lump. So. Yes, I mean it's a it's a lot to kind of like heave around with you for the day and not shoot, isn't it? So I suppose that in a way it's that's a good thing in that it 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 sort of like prods you to say at least shoot with me. <laughs> You've yeah. taken me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, you and uh, Aid, neither of you had mentioned Hubronicas really or having used them that much this year. I don't think. Yeah, um, it's been a while. But it's one of those things, isn't it? You know and. Uh, uh, I'm sure you will again at some point, but um, good. Yeah. It's nice that you got to take it out today. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's having the right end because it's a big camera. I mean, my, my Bronica mm. in particular, it has the power winder on it, so it's Ooh, quite a gosh, big lump yeah. once it's all is. together. Um, and uh, but yeah, it, it was today was a good opportunity to get out with it. Just a shame that the subject matter wasn't there, but yeah, you can't have everything. Um, nah. Jeremy also gave me because um, I I don't know whether you. Oh, have heard this conversation because it may have happened on an entirely different podcast. But um, I got this lens which Lyndon gave me. Lyndon from Londinian Cameras, the camera repair mm-hmm. place, um, gave me this uh, Nikon lens. And we said, "Oh, have a go with this. It's a little bit messed up." I'm like, okay, great. Didn't have a camera body. Never owned a Nikon body or any Nikon mm-hmm. gear. So Alex Purcell very kindly gave me um, an F three hundred one, which I, I think is oh, apparently wow. the first Nikon that came out that didn't have a wind on lever. It is it. it first one to have a power winder um and it's kind of an um uh an automated one it's great um but the lens doesn't fit properly on that and the meter wouldn't work with it so um so now jeremy has very kindly given me uh, a nikon f3 body that he'd got so you can have this and use this with it it's a great um i didn't get a time to look at it what's the day because i wanted to get off and take some pictures so i got home this evening and i'm looking at this and going Seem to have the same problem. Uh, I, this lens doesn't fit on this body either. Oh, no. um, luckily, uh, Simon Forster, who I spent the day with, was clearly missing me so much already that he wanted to ring up and have a chat whilst he was driving up. <laughs> and he, he um, talked me through uh, how I was able to use my non-AI lens on the Nikon F3 because there's a, a little. I, I don't know whether you haven't got any Nikon stuff either, have you, Rach? I have just the one Nikon lens actually. <laughs> You're in a similar this. boat to me. Yes. Yeah, I mentioned this the other week. That's um, the only two things that survived my dad's um, original having to sell off all his analog stuff were the Metzfer 45 flash gun and this um, Nikon one Nikon lens, which is um, the one point four. Really mm. lovely, uh, fifty mil lens, and um, and he was he always said like Rach, don't sell that. <laughs> it's a really lovely lens that one. So uh, yeah, um, I I have that one, um, but it's in the box, and I need to find it out and have a little look and see if if yeah, w- which one that would work with. I'm not sure as well. Yeah, because yeah, it depends on the age of it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. Anyway, Sam was able to talk me through the fact that on the this camera boy that Jeremy gave me, if you can't. Kind of hold down one button and push your thing back then the lens does fit on and you can use stop down oh. metering and like okay cool so the progress was made there so that was good but i haven't actually tested don't that jam yet. it on like i know you've done in the past though with these old cctv lenses and then got them stuck to be fair that was only my <laughs> expensive digital camera that i ruined doing that so that's oh, fine <laughs> Uh, it was only the mount on my Fuji X-Pro that I have oh, essentially goodness. buggered up for life by doing that. But it's yeah. all right. I can now force other lenses on and off again. It's all right. Okay. Don't do that to beautiful 
you know, vintage Nikon lenses. So no, I please, won't. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 seeing your face when you heard the grinding noise when I was putting lenses on my Fuji was quite priceless. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> oh no! Oh, um, well, I'm glad to hear that Simon had some good tips for you. That's cool, and that it worked, and that's awesome. Awesome to know that you got that. Yeah, and do you know the the whole like power winder thing is uh, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because um, when we saw um, Jeremy, as we mentioned, you know, you had the F, uh, the Fed um, from him, and I got uh, two lenses, Olympus lenses, um, for, because obviously I have my OM uh, one. Which, funnily enough, um, was uh, Simon Forster's originally. Um, so yeah, uh, all of the sort of like camera donated donation parties were with you today, um, and uh, and there was also a power winder that Jeremy gave me as well. But just with the sort of subjects I I shoot, I don't ever really have the use for a power winder. I don't think. You know, I I sort of see it yeah. as more as like a sports thing or something. If you you know, if you've got to take lots of shots very quickly, obviously it makes sense. But you know, I, I don't really. You know, um, yeah. like when I'm shooting weddings and things, uh, that tends to be that I'll use my analog ones for like the portrait sessions as opposed to for you know like walking down the aisle or things like that. You know, and and so I don't really sort of like feel like I would use it enough if you know what i mean i don't know because you mentioned you had the power you have a power wind of your bronica yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah so the the power wind just sits on there um (laughs) because the i mean i think aid has got a just a winder on his not a power winder on his because you know he's less than um but having the winders you, it gives it a good handle and just aids in the uh, ergonomics and the handling of the camera okay. in general i sure. have to say i quite like having a power winder on it and okay. i i would actually Is it say from that side of things yeah i think it because it, it, it changes the handling up a bit mm-hmm. um but also i i think it's definitely worth with your olympus just stick it on and give it a go because you might find that it you it might be something you go oh actually yeah this you know, I quite like this, the fact that you can just kind of con- it concentrate on the clicking away and not have to stop, wind on, go. Um, so if you're if you're sort of in the, I mean, I'm not saying you definitely will, but I quite like it on my Bronica. I quite mm. enjoy. I mean, I'm sure I'd be enjoy it just as much probably yeah. if I had just the ordinary winder. But mm. there's something quite satisfying about pressing a button and <laughs> clunk, quack. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Just going back to what we were saying before. Actually, you know, I generally prefer smaller cameras, a bit more lightweight. Don't have extra things that are kind of going to get in the way. I've got smaller hands than mm. you. You know, it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe that is a slight difference in how we would approach something. Like you say, you know, you find that actually it works really well because it helps with the ergonomics of how you can hold the camera and, um, you know. It, the, it feels like it's weighted properly for you and all of that kind of thing. I can totally see how that might help. Um, I think for me, I'd probably just be like, ah, it's a, it's an extra weight. It's an yeah. extra thing. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But like you say, I should try it yeah. and, and, uh, it a, and see. I think give it a go. And give it a go in the kind of environment where um, it, it's more likely to be useful, which is kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a model shoot or something like that where you might yeah. want to take pictures because if you're not just ambling around then yeah there's no point at all no point. if you're just like oh take a picture and then five minutes later take another one but if you're in a situation where you want to talk, capture pictures in more of a flow yeah it's it's worth having a play around with at the very least okay. um okay 
shall we get to our emails, Rach? Oh, yes. I suppose we should do that, shouldn't we? We probably should. Sorry, everybody. We've only got a couple of emails this week, so it should be a a relatively short show, given that we've already been chatting away for about 10, (laughs) 15 minutes. It's however short a show can be after our gas bagging. Um, uh, Do you want to take the first one, Rach? Yeah, no worries. Okay, so first one is from Stephen Rowley, who writes in to say, Hi, Sunny16. I'm just getting into film photography and still learning. Started developing colour film with some success. Excellent work. Round of applause for that. Um, I've recently helped set up a darkroom in my local hack space, Leeds Hack Space, if you don't mind the plug. Of course we don't. Um, what do these community-type spaces do with waste-developing chemicals? How do you how do you dispose of them? Any recommendations? Cheers from Stephen. Um, do you have any thoughts on this, Graham? Uh, any thought. Uh- any thoughts I have are probably best filed what under the don't do say? what Donnie okay. don't does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen to what Graham does and then don't do that. Um, but sure. you you are sort of looking after a darkroom space now, aren't you, Rachel? I think you probably have far more useful thoughts than me on this. Yeah, I mean, just in, in general, um, I I did a... Uh, what I tend to do is um, take them to the local um, tip or skip or waste dis- waste disposal um uh center um whatever it's called near you um and they tend to have like a a chemicals cupboard or sort of like a specific um place where you would leave them sort of like marked in bottles obviously um to make sure that it's very clear as to what they are and that obviously they shouldn't be drunk etc um but yeah they they actually have like a a little area that i can leave them in so that's what i what i tend to do um it's the same sort of place where you'd um take kind of like waste paint and things like that um and actually <clears throat> what i thought i'd do Stephen, is i would have a quick look at uh, obviously this is hopefully similar um i know you were talking about <clears throat> color chemistry but i just had a quick look at ilford's uh, advice and on their website you can go to ilfordphoto.com forward slash health and safety health hyphen and hyphen safety and uh, it actually has a little bit of information there so general health and safety advice safe working practices and then waste disposal for photographic products so um they do uh cover both uh, domestic users um and business and trade users probably for a community darkroom space i would say maybe it would still come under domestic users unless you're producing a whole ton of uh, waste um waste chemistry so have a little look there because that will give you better um guidelines um but yeah basically it says pretty much the same as what i do you know in that um usually uh, there's an area for these processing chemicals to be left um that they should be bottled separately and labeled and that um generally just make sure that they don't go into a septic tank obviously and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Septic tanks are the the things that are the most at risk, especially from fixer, yeah. because the silver in there can kill yeah. the processes going on. Um, and as it also says in the offer stuff, and, and this is kind of what I do. If you're producing small amounts, it's probably okay for it to go down the drain, and just with a lot of water with it, so things get diluted into. Um, uh, what's the word I'm grasping for? Um, not neutrality, but d- 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 diluted into um, homeopathic quantities, so therefore <laughs> of no harm or use mm. to anyone. So um, uh, that's what I tend to do um, with my stuff because I'm not generating a great deal, so it just goes down there and gets very well watered down. 
I just make sure mine go into um, sealed bottles, just, you know, um, plastic bottles and things that aren't going to, you know, um, rupture and that kind of thing or smash. And, uh, and yeah, take them, take them down to the local waste um, disposal area. But yeah, that's a um, little place where you can have a little look and uh, see some more information about that. Lovely. Um, or you can use Kafnol. <laughs> There's always that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, okay, next up is an email from Matt Jones over in Thailand, who is sent the first person <laughs> to sort of send in an official. I mean, we've seen quite a few people with ongoing projects, but the first person to send in an official submission for the Night Today Challenge. Um, so he writes in, here's my submission for the Night Today from an Airbnb apartment in Bangkok. Exposing a single 6x6 frame in my Lomo LCA120, but masked to expose only half a frame at a time. Two snaps of the shutter, a few hours apart. Apart, apart. It took quite a bit of LCA hacking and the use of the multiple exposure button. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. I said from Matt Jones over in time. Um, and I've shared these pictures with you, Rach. Uh, this is some good stuff going on here. So, um, <laughs> yep. Um, I'm also looking at the first ones and going, oh my goodness, is that a Holger or something being tortured? And then realise it must be his LCA, I guess. Yeah. Yep. So do you, do you want to talk us through what's happening in the process photos first? <laughs> You okay, <laughs> so I mean, my my guess looking at this is that um, it looks as though uh, Matt has made his own frame mask for the uh, LCA yeah. one twenty. Um, does the LCA one twenty normally shoot um, six by six? Then yes, it does. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, uh, and because uh, I don't own an LCA one twenty, so this is mm. all speculation. But the other mm. thing that we can see that Matt has had to do, um, and p that people of a sensitive nature, please cover your ears no. now um <laughs> he has drilled a hole in the back of his lc 120 this is oh a, <laughs> i assume because the lca does not have a red window um it uh winds on and you know it knows how far it's winding on and has a click stop but obviously when you need to when you're changing the uh, frame size you actually need to see where that's going to line up um God. so yes matt has uh <laughs> put in a drilled a frame window which he's put um some uh red tape in and and masked it off so as not to expose um i'm literally sweating like looking looking at this photo is like making me cry <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't do that to a camera but I'm mean, fully reversible, apart from the uh, you can't undrill a hole. The massive hole. hole. Hey, <laughs> <Exactly>. listen, <laughs> I think it still looks fine. Oh, um, uh, so the important I thing. I feel though, responsible. That's the thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's me too. Fault. I blame you. It's your uh, uh, fault. <laughs> take it. Um, but let's talk about the result here. So yeah. we've got a six by six um, image with the two halves on, uh, both at the same scene. So yeah. I said he's kept it, uh, and it, it's great. Lovely. It's um, a city skyline, so obviously this is a nice apartment, nice and high up, looking up over mm -hmm. um, the city of Bangkok, lots of uh, skyscrapers and impressive looking buildings, and the top shot taken during the day, nice cloudy sky, great, and then the nighttime one all lit up, yeah. um, the traffic lights on the streets, you know, like the lines of traffic uh, on the streets, it's great, really, so really, lovely. yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to say that Matt is significantly better at doing day into night challenges than he is at haikus. Congratulations, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> well, that's true. I suppose you got to judge both of those efforts, didn't you? You know, the haikus and, and this. So his photographic efforts are better, are they? Is that right? Uh, I, I'm just saying that they definitely meet the brief more than uh, Matt's haiku. But yeah, really <laughs> great. And, and um yeah, a, a fairly simple camera hack and great results. And I, I hope. Um, I'm too squeamish. <laughs> Just too squeamish. Yeah, I can, I'm a I vegetarian, don't you know? <laughs> I don't think he ate uh, the Lomo. Um, also, I don't <laughs> think the Lomo is made of cow or pig. I mean, it might be. What do I know? Um, yeah, I'm be interesting to see. You know, now he's got this setup. I wonder if he's taking many other pictures with it set up like this because he's got, you know, he's quite fun. Be great for doing mm. diptychs and stuff like that with it. So yeah, awesome, cracking stuff, Matt. Really cracking Fabulous. stuff. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Matt, and for doing that and for sharing it with us. And yeah, we'll be really interested to see um, what else is um, going on with you guys and how you're all getting on with your assignments too. I had a, uh, a message from Hillary earlier today saying that she'd been out and about um uh, exploring as well so that's exciting and she happened to bump into a previous guest of our show Nikki Cully oh wonderful um, from uh, from way back so uh, it's a small world of uh, sunny 16 this apparently Hillary was there with her cameras and and uh, this uh, woman came over to speak to her and was like oh what are you doing and then it turned out that was Nikki and uh, <laughs> So she was saying how, uh, well, I'm here shooting this for the assignment for the Sunny 16 podcast. And she was like, I was a guest on that. So there you go. Isn't that nice? All these connections happening. Um, we just sort of set it up and let it out there and <laughs> yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, really excited to see what else is going on. There's been a lot of um, other bits and pieces that we've seen coming through on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter, I guess, as well. Um, but Dave Walker's been, you know, very busy bee. Uh, with all of his sort of gluing and and crafting and motor motor skills, I'm not entirely sure what's, where, what stage we're at yet with that, but exciting stuff. Um, and uh, was it Neil or Alex who who've been working hard on their version? Uh, Alex well? has, yeah, absolutely. Alex, yeah. I doubt Neil's been working hard. It just, just doesn't seem likely. <laughs> he was too busy becoming a master printer, wasn't he? So, yeah. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. So I think we're going to give it a couple more weeks uh, of this because we've got something else uh, non-assignment related coming up on the 2016 podcast this week. So um, yeah. give it a couple more weeks. Um, and as we said on last week's show, if if the idea of drilling holes in cameras and trying to do multiple <laughs> exposure shots on the same frame we're using an SLR, if all of that sounds just bonkersly difficult or just like something you don't just simplify it to the point you know even if it is just oh i'm just going to take some points pictures in the same space over yeah. you know a, a period of time or you know whatever it is just a sunset like a sunset. Um, your son mentioned wasn't it yeah yeah absolutely okay. um take a sunset <laughs> just because we overcomplicate things doesn't mean you have to <laughs> exactly um and you know so a couple of weeks so uh that gives you time to get on it as well rach doesn't it Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, two or three weeks, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've so been I said, mad recently. Yeah, <laughs> that's it for emails. We've got a couple of other bits we just want to get to before we get out of here. Um, the first one is I want to say thank you very much. Uh, I got... <laughs> From from where I used to live, um, the 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 couple who are living in my old house very kindly hunted me down on Facebook and sent me a message saying, "Are you the Graham that used to live here?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, we got we got some posts yeah. for you. Um, 
So God knows what they'll be receiving. Oh, God, I was a little worried. And the post was well worth calling in to collect. This is a, a new, I think it's his first zine, because um, Tony printed some lovely calendars uh, for us last year. Uh, but I think this is his first zine, uh, and it's titled 072619. And mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful small zine, really nicely printed. And, um, well, I'll read, I'll read uh, actually the letter that Tony sent in. Which Tony's uh, this, Graham? This is Tony Skokovic or Skokovic. There's uh, a, um accent on the C. What does that mean, Rach? I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, it it uh, could be a L or an S, possibly. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to refer back to Tony to find yeah, out. Sorry, but Tony. his calendar I do have in my darkroom, actually. Yeah, it's a lovely calendar, lovely pictures in that. So, anyway, Tony writes in... Uh, Dear, this is a proper handwritten letter as well. It's always nice. Aww. Although Tony's handwriting is occasionally difficult to read. <laughs> uh, Tony writes in, uh, Dear Sonys, in the spirit of doing things and sharing work, I have finally decided to produce my first zine. Woo! Uh, titled 072619. It is a journal of a morning... Uh, mm, of a... Something hike. I can't read that word. Sorry. Uh, could be a morning hike. Could be, no, it, a mor- yeah. Let's go with morning. Or mountain hike. hike. Uh, and maybe it says in the front of that. Let's have a quick look. Ah, da, da, da. A morning. I'm going to go with morning okay. is the word. Morning okay. is the choice we're going with for this. A morning hike of one of the many Toronto parks. The hike was fun and necessary escape, using film even more so. Oh, so <laughs> who is he running away from? <laughs> I think Tony has a, a fairly busy business life. He does lots of travelling and lots of work and ah, does not okay. get... Yep. Sees lots of places, doesn't get any time to actually enjoy being anywhere, I think. Mm. Uh, I hope some of this translates in the enclosed. Greetings from... <laughs> well, hang on, let me see if... I'm going to again, have a look, see if it... Can, can I... Can I... Can I <laughs> it's going well so far. Okay, yeah, can I... Can I, can I uh... Are you okay there, Graham? Are you having a... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think issue? it might be greetings from Kana, 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 Kanukistan. Kanukistan. I'm going with Kanukistan. Okay. That's okay. definitely what it says. Uh, and, uh, that's and also great. I like that. Even more like Canadia. Kanukistan. Um, uh, from Tony. P.S. The zine is available on Etsy via Junction Rails Store. So if you are interested in this, and I would definitely recommend looking out because it's really sweet. I'll tell you about it in just a second. Go to Junction Rails Store. Um, on Etsy. So what this is, like I said, it's, it's a nice little volume, and it is just a journal of Tony's walk that day. On that one day, that one morning, it's just the pictures that he took, and they're lovely. And it it it, it gives me the feeling of of being on that walk with him, of of being kind of of enjoying the peace and tranquility. A lot of the pictures convey uh, the emptiness and the space. Um, not just of the nature that's around him, but the fact that he, he's obviously he's not had much time to go far. So some of the pictures are like, oh yeah, you know, here's sort of some of the urban creeping back into the nature. Um, it's just I really like it because I think it's uh, we've talked about doing zines before, and we have. Mm-hmm. much as with everything else, we always start overcomplicating and then we end up not doing things. Yes. And what I like about Tony's zine is that he's had an idea, or, or he's produced a body of work. He's looked at it and gone that could be a zine i'm going to make it a zine and it's just a lovely concise expression of that one day that one moment that one walk 
and I think it does it really well. Um, that's mm. really lovely. So thank you that's very good. much for sending that, Tony. And um, yeah, definitely recommend oh, anybody look. check that out. Um, yeah. I look forward to seeing it at some point soon. Yeah, and it was all shot on there. Actually, it tells us about what it was shot on. So um, uh, it, the color shots were taken with Imation FG400, which I've never heard of, Ooh. shot on the Nikon FE with this 50mm 1.8 lens. And the black and white images were shot on Sfema FN64, uh, expired in 1997. Uh, Ooh, some Ilford wow. FP4 Plus and some Ilford SX, SFX 200 film with his Mamiya 645 and a 2.8 80mm lens. Um, so, yeah, lovely. Just a, a nice experience. The, the black and white stuff, uh, yeah. There's, there's just some really lovely pictures in here, <laughs> which is always nice. Um, I really love the layout of it as well, the way he's put it together. Because there's a lot of um, a lot of the pictures he's put two very similar ones, sort of side by side, mm-hmm. and it almost they almost look like panos, even though they aren't. They kind of give that oh. impression. It's it's great. That's ace. Thank you so much, Tony. Awesome yes. Work. Um, the other thing we want to remind you mm-hmm. all about because the clock is ticking. When this goes out, it'll be uh, well for most people the twenty first of the month, which means there are ten days left to sign up for the emulsive secret Ooh, Santa. Ten days. Yikes. Yep. Have you signed up yet, Rach? Oh, yes, they did it straight away. Well done, you. Well done. Because I thought, otherwise I'm going to forget and it's not going to happen, so. Yes. Yeah. Very wise. Very wise. Make like me. Go and get registered. There we go. Don't make like me, otherwise you may well forget. (laughs) I still need to do it. Uh, (laughs) I know uh, the rumour mill is burbling around that there is going to be an announcement pertaining to the Secret Santa coming out Mm. this Wednesday, the 20th. I have no idea what this is, but um, uh, I know that M has got some news coming, which, uh, you know, he said people taking part will be pleased to hear. So... Mm -hmm. Heaven only knows what that's going to be, but so keep an eye on um, e- Twitter and Instagram on Wednesday. And I have I have asked them if he can maybe record us a little something to go out on the Thursday show. So we'll have that to share. If you if the idea of looking at social media um, is objectionable to you, which is fair and reasonable, um, then hopefully we'll have the information on the Thursday show as well. Quick heads up about the Thursday mm, show. Yes. Exciting. It is. Well, yes. So um, the Thursday show is going to be a little bit later than usual. Only a little Uh-oh. bit. So What have you done now? <laughs> <laughs> so the Thursday show will be going out on Thursday. Um, but whereas it normally goes out essentially midnight UK time on the Thursday, it's going to be going out at pretty much precisely 3 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th, um, which... Well, coincidentally, is a time that keeps popping up on um, Ilford's uh, Instagram and Twitter. Ah. They keep posting pictures with that date on it and some pictures. I don't. The, that is I'm not saying that the two are related at all. I'm not saying you know that if you're interested in what's going on with that, you want to tune in next Thursday. But that's just a weird coincidence. Just, it might just all be happening at the same time. Coincidentally, that we happen to be broadcasting at. 3 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I think Photo Plus also starts around then because I think that's about nine o'clock in the morning uh, in the US. So, mm. again, a weird set of coincidences which I'm sure have no bearing on anything. But, um, you know, it'll be there. So, if you're wondering where the podcast is uh, next Thursday, it'll just be a little bit late, but it will yeah, be there so and you won't Ready for your it. evening commute home as opposed to your morning commute into work. Yes. 
Unless, of course, you're in the States uh, or somewhere west of us, in which case it'll be there nice and early for you to digest over a late breakfast. So Fantastic. Yeah, so that's lovely. Looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Yeah, lovely. Oh, is that everything for today? I think so, Rachel. Um, Did you say, can we leave? (laughs) No, I said, (laughs) can you believe? Can you believe? Um, Something that has... Uh, kept cropping up is that people who have gone we'd like to write to you for your sunny 16 packing paper <laughs> um but we weren't sure where or how to do this uh just to reiterate that for emails and general correspondence the best place is sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com there we go thank you rach yes i am mm-hmm. very very bad at remembering that despite <laughs> On more than one occasion, reading out email saying, what is your email address, please? Uh, yeah, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that is always the best place to get hold of us at. I mean, we do tend to see your messages um, or see messages that are sent. Actually, I if you, I don't see things that necessarily get sent via Instagram to the Sunny16 no. podcast feed because Matthew sees those. Occasionally yeah. he forwards them on, but you know, not, yeah. they're usually going to Matthew because people know it's Matthew there now. Um but you can get hold of Rachel. What's your Instagram uh, handle, Rachel? Uh, yeah, I have two actually. So um, I have Little Vintage Photography, and also Little Vintage Weddings for my wedding-based stuff. So uh, yeah, those are my two Instagram handles, and on Twitter, I am Vintage Photo Co. Yeah, perfect. And you can get hold of me at myopic underscore me on Instagram as well. So if you want to just message us about something, those are great places. But if it's something that you want to be included in backing paper and is more backing paper wise, please email it because any other way is likely to get forgotten about. Um, You know, it's just anything Sunny 16 related. That's definitely a a good place to go to. Actually, just me talking about forgetting things that put anywhere other than email reminded me that there was a thing I got asked to do. So, um, Paul Mackay from Analog Wonderland has asked me. So he has been in conversation. Oh, man. Now the name is going to... Okay, Rachel, you're going to have to help me out here because my brain oh, has gosh. just absolutely brain farted. Um, who is it that's working with... Jason Lane. See, my brain got there in the end. Jason Lane, who is currently... Do you mean Stephen Lloyd? Yes. No, well, this Stephen Lloyd was going to be my bra- pathway into it. But Jason Lane, who's just finished doing the Kickstarter with Steve Lloyd for the um, dry plate holders. Stephen Lane... Um, Stephen Lane, Jason Lane. Jason Lane. Obviously, <laughs> uh, noted producer of dry plates. Mm-hmm. And uh, Analog Wonderland are going to start stocking these dry plates, which is fantastic <gasps> oh news. Um, so, um, what Paul has asked is can people go to Analog Wonderland? And I think there's, um, if you hunt around, I haven't done this myself yet, but if this is the thing that interests you, let Paul know what sort of sizes uh, would be most people would be most interested in so um because you know they're looking to get an order together and get some stuff in but they want to know what size people are after so um if getting some of these jason lane dry plates is of interest to you uh and so particularly if you're in the uk but i don't know whether jason i think he does ship all around the world but Mm -hmm. i think it's certainly going to be easier using um analog wonderland's um shipping methods so go to analog wonderland and share your feelings as to what sizes you would like them to stock there. I remembered a oh, few. I know Simon also said remembering something about um, uh, was it night vision lenses, so you could see in the dark because they said something about night. But I honestly, 
Simon, I, I was I so baffled by it. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email. Simon explains it to us <laughs> because I did not understand. Um, but apparently that will help aid see in the dark. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, that leaves us with only one thing, doesn't it, Rach? It does. It does. The uh, the ever lovely part of the show um, where we get to read out our uh, listeners' names who have very kindly donated to us via coffee or Kofi um, or Kofi. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, I'm still. How, however, you would like to. I mean, coffee really it's does just work. K O hyphen F I. So there we go. Um, so if. Um, if you're feeling super generous and you happen to have some extra pennies to spare and wanted to donate to um, to the Sunny Sixteen podcast and keeping us keeping us going basically, um, then that would be wonderful. You can find the link through our website, which is sunny16podcast.com. Um, as well and so this is as you say graham the fantastic part of the show where we <laughs> get to read out or i get to read out the names and graham gets to insult everybody this, sorry the elves oh get to create goodness. some facts about everybody <laughs> create very some, donated. this right rachel there might be people listening to this who have not heard this before and so we need to make it perfectly clear that what happens is we have a team of researchers who <laughs> beaver away at the fact Sorry. minds to discover facts about the people who are kind enough wonderful enough amazing enough to donate to us mm-hmm. um and then they share yes. these now unfortunately our um researchers left things a little bit late this evening so this is a slightly truncated list from normal and they'll catch up with themselves next week because hey listen okay. r- researchers uh, a lazy too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, let's start then, shall we? Let's delve down that fact mine, Rach. Great. Uh, Ian T. Uh, Ian is deeply distrustful of hamsters, rabbits, and guinea pigs, <laughs> claiming that he's seen them plotting when they think no one's looking, and is convinced that one day they'll come for us with sharpened carrot sticks. Um, Malcolm Myers. Malcolm Myers is looking into grass as a potential alternative fuel for the future. As he sees it, if the lovely green gift from God can give cows enough energy for mooing milk and methane, surely we can extract enough from a few handfuls for the daily commute. David Allen. David Allen lives in daily fear of his... (laughs) Of hippopotamus attacks. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> the fact that he lives in a spectacularly hippo-free region of the generally hippo-less France does little to calm him, and for this reason he won't get within half a mile of any body of water. Jeremy North. Uh, Jeremy North used to be the proud owner of a lovely Contax G2 and set of lenses, but made the mistake of lending them to Simon Forster, and rumour has it that they were on eBay within half an hour. <laughs> I may have just broken uh, some terrible news to Jeremy. Po- quite possibly, it would seem. Um, and Christian Straff. Uh, Christian Straff is a massive Star Wars fan, and because of this, he's trying to crossbreed gerbil, ger- gerbils with monkeys in the hope that they produce a viable Ewok offspring. Um, so far, success has been limited. Oh, just teddy bears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I um, I went to a uh, like school parent quiz thing at our local village school uh, on they quiz the parents they, they, oh the, they quiz the parents but you know everyone <laughs> these fun parents get together and drink it sounds and like a good idea to be fair. um sorry but, graham i was totally interrupted what that's were you saying? all right uh 
anyway, the, the whole thing is that um, while sitting there taking part in this fun quiz thing, there's some of the children's art on the walls around, and um, some of it was just quite terrible. There was a picture with some clowns' faces on, uh, and the words, um, did I scar you? written underneath oh yes i wondered what on earth that photo was that you were sending me i was like what 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 are you on about there was no context or anything Uh, just this photo came through and i was like okay i loved it i did check with adam whether it was from the film it because obviously that's not the sort of thing i watch no um no and he was like nope 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 that's just from a primary school um what i loved was there was the three clowns faces and they put like little cross marks for the eyes but one was x the third one was x's like the that clown was dead so that was good and um <laughs> and then just underneath this was this colored in picture of uh, what essentially looked like um uh a puppy tearing its head off to reveal uh, an angry scarred bear underneath <laughs> it's, oh, it's horrifying it was horrifying so that's that was this is the school where your kids go no no this is just okay. a local village school um oh so you just went to some random school and they quizzed you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly now, look this they, story gets weirder yeah look they had booze and they had veggie chili at half time <laughs> booze and veggie chili and, at half time and furthermore i feel like this is a part i probably should have mentioned earlier and big closure we won the quiz we absolutely oh. triumphed in quizville so, well, we've never won any well, of the um, quizzes before. <laughs> never what was the prize? <sighs> Did you get to take some of the artwork home? <laughs> it was, it was a, sadly not. I, I Actually, oh. I feel quite... So there was some sort of trophy that we didn't get to bring back. Uh, and our prize <laughs> was wooden spoons with sequins on them. Oh, but Which sounds, well, crap anyway. But the team that came dead last got wooden spoons with loser on it or something like that, probably more like that, and fudge bars. So by winning, we got stupid sequin wooden spoons and no fudge. And no fudge bars. Oh, oh God, dear. I felt very unhappy about that. There you oh, go. <laughs> I'll be playing yeah. to if lose If you need to cheer up Graham up, send him some fudge bars. I there do really love... A, a finger of fudge is just enough to give the... <laughs> something a treat give the kids a treat oh, God. doesn't it, that was their marketing slogan wasn't it i have no idea what you're on about a, a finger of fudge is just enough to give the kids a treat that was an advertising slogan i which don't think it was in, it, 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 damn you brewster it absolutely was <laughs> i don't know i'm not old enough to know double, double damn you brewster right we're getting out of here this <laughs> podcast is over um, uh, okay Thank you so much. Well, thank much, you everybody. very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need your emails. I said we only had two emails this week. So, you know, we'll need more emails for next week. Otherwise, it'll be an even shorter show. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, who has written in, as always. Um, yeah, Sunny 16 will be out on Thursday at 3 p.m. So look forward to that. There might be some news on there. Who knows? Who dares to dream? Is there anything else we need to remember, <laughs> H? Don't think so. Um, just who um, creates our wonderful music for backing paper? And that is. That's oh, that that was so ready for you to like <laughs> jump in there. <laughs> that is. It's remortgaging the nest of hairs yes. by the lovely Schnauzer. The lovely Schnauzer. It certainly is. Oh, Rach, it's lovely yes. to have you back with us this week. Ah. <laughs> Oh, it's been lovely to be back and uh, have a catch up and uh, hopefully speak to you guys all very soon. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week, everyone. 